Hello everybody and welcome back to MarTech Masters. Today I have my friend Mark Killens, the VP of Content and Community at Drift. Thank you for doing this, Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm so happy to be talking to you again, Gabriel. I mean, we, we go way back. It's got to be almost a decade. Yeah, I, it, it is a long time. I don't know if it takes a, if it's a whole decade, but definitely six years for sure. Uh, I remember many, many awesome conversations and I'm very happy to have you here today. Why don't you tell everybody who you are, a little bit of your history and, and what you do at Drift, what your role is? Yeah, so I'm at Drift. Drift is a revenue acceleration platform. We use conversational marketing and sales to uh, help companies grow revenue and increase the, the customer lifetime value just faster overall. We can get into all that, but my background has been in marketing for, man, over 10 years. A fun fact, I was one of the first 1,000 people, 1,000 businesses to use HubSpot. Uh, this was during the last economic crisis in 2008 and nine. And I saw the power of HubSpot and, and inbound at that time and said, I got to join the company. So I was at HubSpot for about eight and a half years before I joined Drift. And I guess my claim to fame at HubSpot would be the HubSpot Academy. Definitely. And I remember having many conversations about that. You took the HubSpot Academy from, from the ground up and it's been uh, amazing. It continues to grow. And now you're doing so many things at Drift. Uh, making it even better and continue to educate people. You're doing webinars and you're like always live on LinkedIn and it's impossible not to see you, uh, which is awesome. I want to congratulate you on your 30,000 people and 4,000 certifications on Drift Insider. What, why didn't you tell us a little bit about what the mission of Drift, Drift Insider is and what you guys are doing there for, to educate everybody? Yeah, sure. So I'm like you said, I'm one of the marketing leaders at Drift, uh, focused on content, community building, and even learning and development. Um, and and one of the things that we've built um, at Drift is Drift Insider, and it's it's another community and learning platform, um, specifically though for marketing and sales professionals. Uh, that's all about bringing people together to have conversations um, through through learning. Uh, so I can I can go in many directions with this Gabriel, but basically we started Drift Insider in April 2019. So it's been up and running for about 16 months, and we've amassed, like you said, over 30,000 members. And we launched our first certification program at the end of 2019. So they've been live for about I don't know eight months. We have three programs now: one about conversational marketing one about conversational sales and one about how to kind of use Drift's core tool, the, the Drift chat and playbook tools um, that are part of the platform. But really what Insider is, it's, it's a Netflix style experience of learning. Uh, we've modeled um, Insider off of kind of two things, Netflix and Masterclass. Uh, so if you go into Drift Insider, you'll, you'll see that experience firsthand. And what we're launching soon with Insider is a much deeper community there's going to be membership levels based off of um you know based off of the skills you possess based off of the amount of amount you participate in the community because we have a whole community section um and and we use it to generate demand to extend our brand to grow the brand um and we use it to turn you know a, a customer um from you know just the moment they sign up to being a really successful customer so we can talk about that as well. I think it's, it's a really interesting marketing strategy for us. 
Uh, and I'm sure uh, you know, a lot of the people listening would love to know about you know, how we built it and how I think about it. But at a high level, um, it's a learning community. And in one thing, I took the, the certification, the, the, the marketing, the conversational marketing certification recently. And one thing I loved about was that it was short, but it was packed with value. And that's usually, you know, the, the problem with certification sometimes is either too long or there's not enough value. So I, I believe that, again, if you are running a marketing or sales organization, you need to take this certification. And I know things are changing and evolving and you're going to have new ones coming, but definitely these certifications are really packed with value. And that's what I loved. I actually went back to the team and I was like, you all guys have to go and get certified right now uh, because it was so good. And actually, um, even though we've been doing this for a while and I've known about the you know conversational marketing for a long time, you still learn specific things and the blueprint and how to follow and, and how to actually go through things more in a, in, a, in a cohesive way. So I love that. And it was really, really short and packed with value. So go check it out for sure. So, so let's talk about conversational marketing and conversational sales. I know you guys are evolving the concept and that you're doing even more now, uh, but what have changed in the past years that made Drift invest so much uh, on conversational, on the conversational side of things? Yeah, I mean, if we take a step back, we, we just recently announced uh, a new category called revenue acceleration. And the way we think about it is um, starting with the first era of marketing, which was like the brand building PR era, right? Like that was like pre-internet. Between you know, the, the rise of the commercial internet to like the end of the 1990s to about now, so like 20 years or so, it's been about demand gen. That's the second era. It's about leads, demand gen, etc. We believe David uh, Cancel, our CEO, uh, painted his new vision around we've now entered the third era. And I think the pandemic has really made the third era come into the forefront, which is the revenue era. And now marketers need to be truly revenue marketers. They're not just generating leads anymore. They're not just building brands. They are having a direct impact on revenue, either on the new booking side or on the expansion side, so both sides. And, and I think actually, you know, customer marketing as just a quick aside is a very fast and up and coming marketing discipline that we should talk about. But we believe then that um, because we're in this third era, we need a new way to help businesses accelerate their revenue. Because revenue acceleration, Gabriel, if you ask a business, would any business ever say, I don't want to accelerate my revenue? No, everybody wants it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they want more revenue faster. So the question then is how you do it. So we built this revenue acceleration model, which is five stages. But then the question is, well, how do I actually use the revenue acceleration model? And how do I accelerate my revenue and grow my, my lifetime value of my customers, increase my customer lifetime value? That's where conversational marketing and sales fits in. We built this conversational marketing blueprint that maps to each of the stages, which is brand new. It was just released. And we have this new conversational sales formula coming out. We have, we have conversational sales content and training now, but it's going to be a whole rethink of how you actually do conversational sales um, in Q4. But let me take it even a further step back, Gabriel. You might be asking yourself, well, why conversational marketing and sales? What makes conversational different than say inbound marketing or account-based marketing? Well, it was born from the, um, the, the, the study, you could say, the, 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 the 
anthropology, that is David Cantel uh, and Elias, our two co-founders, around human behavior. So let me ask you this, Gabriel. How many messaging slash chat services do you use every day? Four or five, for sure. Yeah, what are they? Slack, text message, SMM. Um, uh, the kids have one that I don't remember their name uh, and uh, I can find it. But um, then we use internally for Monday, we have messaging inside Monday. So there's a, a bunch of different tools that have messaging embedded into them. We have WhatsApp with some of our family members. So definitely four to five. Every day, chat services, right? Chat yeah. messages. How many um, times? And of course we use chat for our website to communicate with our customers or potential customers or Perfect. support. Also. That's, love that. Um, how many times a day do you check email? Um, I would say 10 times now. I'm being more organized. I used to, it used to be 50 million times, but, uh, but now it's like 10 to 15 times. And how many email addresses do you have? Right now, one, everything goes to one, but I used to have many more for sure. But that's good. So, but yeah, no, so you, you consolidate it, but it's, I consolidate I, it because it was a big mess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But email is very integral into your communication. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, definitely. How many video services like Disney plus Netflix, Hulu, etc. All of them. I have four kids. I have all of them. If, if it exists, I have it. I even have masterclass, which I got, just got the other day. It's amazing. So yeah, all of them, all of it. Okay, how many voice um, activated products slash experiences do you use every day, would you say? Just Actually, we have the whole house uh, rigged with Alexa all over the place. Every room has Alexa. Do you use um, Siri on your phone at all? We use Siri on the phone, we use Alexa, and uh, of course we use uh, Siri on the remote for Apple TV, so we use a lot of that, yes. Okay, okay, perfect, thank you. So you just basically proved the point of, of conversational marketing and sales. Um, the internet has given us this control as people through these four predominant channels that we now use every single day in our lives. So if you as a business who are selling to people that use what you use every single day, Gabriel, don't use those channels in an effective way. So chat, email, video, and voice you are missing out on a plethora of ways to engage with someone and turn them from a buyer into a customer and get that customer to become a lifelong fan and advocate. So, so, but, but then the question is like, well, wait a minute, don't those things already exist? I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, you have email. The tools we've been using today, the platforms we've been using are all built for the business, the, the, the company, they're company centric, and I call them back office tools. So marketing automation. Is there any person in the, in the world says, hey, I really want to use a marketing automation system? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> they need it, but they don't say they want it. No, and customers would never use that, right? Of right. course. Customer would never use that. No. So what, what we're trying to do is take our, the revenue acceleration you know, platform and category and say, because of conversational marketing and conversational sales, you can engage with your buyers and customers in real time and you can engage with them on your website, which I would say is the most important marketing asset today because of the pandemic. If you're not, if you're not paying attention to your website every day, minimum every week and optimizing it, I honestly don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you need more human connection through video, through conversations, through all these things to make sure that you're your own brand and you're like being a human being, which is very important nowadays. 
you need you need that but then the second stage of this model is not just about engaging website visitors because you're, you're probably missing out in ways to engage website visitors because of what you just said you might not be using chat and email and video across your website you're not targeting your potential buyers in the right ways you haven't connected all of the data you have in your CRM and your marketing automation system to the who who's visiting your website so you're not able to actually take that information and target them in a, in a way that's personal to them to increase the chance you're going to create an opportunity faster. So like that's like kind of stage two of this whole thing. And then stage three, and there's more stages past that is around how do you accelerate a deal cycle by giving your sellers, your account executives information at a moment's notice through real time notifications, through all the data you have about a buyer's digital fingerprint and like know abouts and giving them mechanisms through LinkedIn, through chat, through email, through voice and connecting with those people that are getting on your website for some reason in real time. Like it's, it's crazy. I think Gabriel, like you just, I just don't think many businesses have thought about how to transform digitally. And that's what we're trying to help people do. And that's the point of conversational marketing and sales. And I think it's more important than ever. That's awesome. And, and, how does this connect with RevOps nowadays? You know, revenue operation has become such a big thing in companies in, in understanding, okay, marketing sales and service are one thing and they should be in the, if you're, if they're not, and if you're not all with the same metrics and we're all tracking the same things, then, then, then this is not going to work. And we should all be looking at revenue. Like you mentioned, how does this model work with revenue operations? That's a really good question. It starts with making sure the three teams are aligned on the ultimate goal, which is revenue. So like you're giving them like the goal that is, Hey, you're responsible for e either revenue directly, which is sales or the thing that's closest to revenue. So for like marketing, it would be pipeline. Marketing is never no longer gold on leads, MQLs, SQLs, it's pipeline at a minimum. Build a pipeline, yeah. Pipe, pipeline value, right? Number, number of opportunities and the value of those opportunities. On the customer success side, and even on the sales side, what you should be measured on is, I mean, net dollar retention if you're a SaaS business or some customer health metric, right? Like this is, it's, it's crazy to me that that you're, you're measured on maybe like adoption or something like that, even paid out on adoption, which yeah, influences revenue, but it's kind of like, again, like you're paid out on leads or MQLs, which you could say influences revenue, but like what you're really focused on is making sure that like people are sticking around and they're seeing value. Like there's a value metric there. So I think it starts with that, but then it's also thinking about how are the teams, those three teams you mentioned, aligned around the most fundamental thing that we're all here to do, which is build trust. And Gabriel, how do you build trust with someone? Be a human being, like do the right thing, provide great service. Yeah, yeah, yeah those are all true. It's a relationship. You it need to have a relationship. How do you build a relationship? Well, you need to, again, be honest, provide the service they, you said that you were going to provide. Um, and, and keep those customers happy over time. Fulfill the promises, right? Make the promises, fulfill the promises, exceed expectations. I would argue though, and if you know of a way how to do this, if you know how to do this without this, let me know, cause I'd love to know the answer. It's conversations. Of course, every single one of those things needs a conversation. And you need probably multiple conversations. Multiple conversations. Yeah. yeah so exactly. you need to align those teams around the concept of conversations as being the, the thing that drives forward the business's revenue. 
And you need to have those conversations sooner and you need to have those conversations with the right people sooner. And that's the whole point, I think. That kind of goes to your question about RevOps. Like, you focus on the right metrics and focus on the thing that brings you closest to the customer, which is conversations. Yeah, what's the conversation in the marketing side of things? What other conversations on the sales side? And support, every single one of them has conversations and they need to be aligned with the goals and everything in, in between, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. This is great. I love the new concept. And I, I love how you guys kept expanding on the concept and it started as conversational marketing, conversational sales, and now it's uh, it moving into full on revenue uh, acceleration. So let's talk a little bit about how a sales team can accelerate and be more effective at communications at scale. So let's talk a little bit about that and how this helps sales team get more, you know, book more meetings and close more deals and things like that. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, so the three stages again to, to the revenue acceleration model, the three initial stages, there's a total of five, but it's engage website visitors, target potential buyers, accelerate deal cycles. So I'm going to explain how they can do it for those three stages. We also have stage four, which is grow customer value. Stage five is transform customer engagement. But if you think about stage one, which the ultimate goal for marketing and sales at stage one, in my opinion, in our opinion, Gabriel, is, is to get them to a meeting. You gotta get them to a conversation, right? You gotta get them to a meeting. So from a, from a sales perspective, we have all these people coming to your website and a lot of them are probably not gonna, you know, reach out proactively or maybe even wanna download content, content um, or engage in some way that will signal to the sales team that they should they should, they should talk to that person. What the sales team though can do instead though is engage in real time with those website visitors, either through the people that are raising their hand or not raising their hand, or they could follow up with the people that visited the website within the last hour, day or whatever, right? Timeliness matters there. And follow up via a video they send them, an email, a LinkedIn message, right? To try to get them to a meeting, right? So it's either through an inbound real time motion maybe a little bit more of an outbound motion because there was a signal they exhibited on the website. And then you're using, again, a video communication method, an email communication method, or maybe a chat method through like say LinkedIn to get them to try to, to get engaged, right? But ultimately marketing is there to try to provide air cover for the sales team. So no matter what time someone comes to your website and what page they're engaging on, there is a way to, to personalize that kind of visit to that, that person, depending if you know who they are, if you don't know they who, if you don't know who they are, and how many times they've been back to the website. That's stage one. Questions yeah. about it? No, no, that makes sense. Makes sense. Let's keep going. Stage two, target potential buyers. So do you folks have a, a target account list you really want to you know, sell to? Yeah, of course. Most businesses do, right? Most businesses do. So now stage two, the outcome, let's start with the outcome, is accelerating and creating more opportunities faster. And what we see is if you take this approach of aligning the who, where they're coming from, so the channel, so like digital uh, advertising, either on the social or paid side, it could be email marketing, it could be content syndication, so whatever way they're getting to your website, so where are they coming from, and then if you're aligning the who, the where they're coming from with the what are they engaging with or what are you targeting them with? What offer are you targeting them with? So that could be a piece of content, that could be a demo, a free trial, it could be 
a customer story, it could be at a, an assessment, a calculator, whatever that is, you are then saying, I'm going to create the best possible experience when that person, depending on who they are, lands on my website. If you already have their email address, because that's in your database, then when they get to your website, you should do your best, depending on what page they're on and what you're targeting them with, to greet them in the most relevant way. So here's a real example. I got an email newsletter from uh, a RevOps company actually, just the other weekend, it was last weekend. I opened up a link in the newsletter to go to their website. The first thing I saw, other than the content of that newsletter um, article I clicked on, was, hey Mark, thanks for coming back. What did you think of this month's newsletter? Literally, what, I'm like, I, I engaged with that. I was like, this is this awesome. Is it. Clicked, what's that? I wanna engage with this company. I they mean, know where was, I am, they know what I what I did, and they know I'm here because of that. It was really good, and it, it took me down a little rabbit hole, and um, <laughs> I know the company well, they're a Drift customer, and they just, they, they, they nail stage two around targeting this buyer based off of who they are, where they came from, and then what are they actually, you know, engaging with, what, what's, what's the offer, and that that experience can be replicated across anything. So so from the sales side, if that's a target account, you're gonna get notified that, that that person's visiting the website. If it's not a target account, maybe the chatbot experience, right, will let you know that's someone you should engage with, right? If it's, if it's say someone you don't actually have enough um, qualification information on, you still like, you know, you have their email address, but you still don't know enough about them, then the chatbot or the human, the, the sales development rep or business development rep, can engage in a way to ask a couple questions to get them again to right to get them to that meeting to get them to that opportunity a bit faster. And then on the outbound side, the targeting you can do on the outbound side by taking your you know say intent data service or using like Drift Intel or using information you have in marketing automation system to say wait a minute my target account um, for this owner. I'm gonna greet them with a human when they come to this website. And if the human is online, that's awesome. The human can engage, that person can engage. If that salesperson is offline, then they can leave me a message or book a meeting or, or even better yet, we just launched this, they could schedule a Zoom call with me for the next day. So it's just about like giving the person who's coming to your website the best option, but also it's increasing your marketing OI, Gabriel. Like if you have, if you're spending all this money today in this pandemic era we live in on marketing, which you know budgets are getting tighter, of course, you want to try to get the most ROI from that budget. Yeah. It goes back to my comment about the website. You got to keep optimizing it. Like you need to create these experiences, or you're going to be missing out on on really like buyers. Definitely, and 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 the personalization will make the whole wheel work a lot better because it, it, optimizing those little situations, those little conversations will actually make things move faster towards uh, sales, right? At the end of the day. It will make the, exactly, it accelerate revenue. It will also actually, what we've seen from our customers, um, some of our enterprise customers, it will increase your ASP. Mm -hmm. Because the buyer is more educated, because you are guiding them to either content or resources up front, so they can learn more, they can find things faster, and the chatbot is designed in such a good way that it's helping them understand more about the core value props of your solution, of your product or your service offering. And it's giving them you know, customer evidence, social proof, et cetera, as part of that experience. And it's 
it's then also helping the seller with give them all this context. Like in a simple view that the sales development rep or the account executive has all the context they need about this buyer to then ask the right questions when it does become a live human to human conversation. That's awesome. That's awesome. Before we get into the whole bot side of things and AI, let's talk about the third stage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's actually where some of the AI comes in the, the, the uh, AI power chat. That's awesome. And I was going to ask you about that. First of all, chatbots versus live chat. And, and I know it has to do with where you are on the website, if it's a high intent page or not. Like there are a lot of feet, uh, factors that, that send you directly to a human being or not. Uh, but when do you recommend bots? When, when are better uh, to have, have direct conversations with, with, with live people or have a conversation with a bot? And what does AI do to allow us to do this at scale? Because at the end of the day, you can't have unlimited people having unlimited conversations, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, so stage three is about accelerating the deal cycle using AI powered chat and AI powered models. We'll talk about that. It's also about um, uh, getting your entire sales team using a revenue acceleration platform because at the end of the day, a salesperson wants to know when one of their buyers from that account is on the website or engaging with some of their content coming from one of these channels and they need to have that information, right? They, they just need that. So it's going to help accelerate the deal cycle. Going back to your question about like chatbots, live chat. So the way we recommend implementing stage one, which is engaged website visitors, you should have a chatbot on every single one of your website pages. And we call it the engage all chatbot now. So it's, it's a couple things. One is, it's the most broad chatbot that you will see if we don't really know anything about you or if you're not cookied. But if we know something about you, we have your email address, uh, you're a returning visitor, you're on a specific page, you're on a specific page from a specific channel, there will be another chatbot that shows itself to you know, go in front of, you know, you know, remove that generic experience and make the experience a little bit better, right? So, so and then, then it's up to the human, Gabriel. Like other than the, the target account examples, and there's a few other examples I would use too, where a human is, is present versus a chatbot. You really want, you really want the human to decide, do I want to talk to someone right now? Or do I just need help finding something? Should I be guided to a resource? Do I want to just ask a simple question that maybe the AI can answer about pricing or whatever? But like, you know, you, you don't want to, um, you don't want to fully dictate the experience. So and, my, go ahead. No, and, and some studies are saying that people prefer to go through bots at least initially, and they don't want to talk to a human being right away, right? That's very true. I mean, you've heard the stat, right? 60 to 80% of the sales process happens without a human being involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, this goes back to the conversation around human behavior, how it's changed. We've been trained by Apple, Google, uh, Amazon, um, and you could say a few others, right? Maybe Facebook and Netflix and maybe a few other services, but we've been trained by like three predominant services to be able to instantly get an answer or instantly within 24 hours or 48 hours, get a product that we want. Yes, yeah, self-serve, right? Like I, I manage, I control the whole process, not them. At the end of the day, they're controlling it by allowing me to control it. But uh, if you allow me to control it, then it's easier for me and it feels better to me 
that I'm controlling the process. And then when I need a human being, I can say, hey, I'm here. And a human being is right there waiting for me to say that. Yeah, or you or you book a meeting with someone because they might not just be online or like there's a nighttime, right? Or you leave a message. Like, but like what you just said though is if your website isn't designed like that to give people options and the only option you give them is contact us by giving us your email address again or call us and we're only open eight hours a day, one of two things are gonna happen. They won't do it or they'll go to a competitor. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that one of the most significant, um, you know, metrics that we've had that that have everything to do with closing a, a deal is with us responding as fast as possible. That response rate, not only on the conversational side of things, but every type of response. If we get an email, we respond right away. If we get a meeting book, we respond right away. That response rate is constantly, oh, you guys were the first ones. The, the, the other guys took three more days. The other guys took 24 hours. Sometimes it's even the other guy took two hours because you responded in two minutes, right? So that makes a big difference. And of course, allowing bots to go through that process and have instant gratification right there and then have humans to back that up makes everything better. Yeah, I mean, you are, you are bravo to you and your team. You are practicing conversational marketing and sales to the T. I mean, literally, you, you are. I mean, the next step for you, and maybe you're already doing this with AI, is to actually reimagine your whole website and how you engage with those people by doing a couple of things. One thing you could do is we could build, you could build an AI model based off of your best salesperson um, on like the qualification side. So for example, you know all the questions you get asked for all the services you offer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Why not build a bot that answer those questions and then let the AI keep learning from those conversations, right? Yeah, and also then guiding those people after it answers those questions to the most appropriate thing for them, the best solution, which could be actually, hey, you have some great questions. I think it's, you know, you interested, you're ready to talk to someone on our team. They're gonna help you, you know, do this. Or it could be, you know, check out this blog article. Right. Exactly. So yeah. you need to learn more. Here's more information for you. Yeah. Cause, cause the who matters at stage three, right? The who is just as important at stage one, two, and three, but the where in stage three is where is this person in the buying stage, the buying journey. And like you as a human or you as a human trying to program a chatbot could almost never determine that fast enough. <laughs> the AI can. Exactly. The, the AI definitely can. Um, so like we, we have a, we have a use case called like the website concierge and like you could put an AI powered chatbot on every single page. And depending on if you know who this person is and how much you know about this person, the AI powered chatbot is going to set up a different greeting message, right? Like instantly, like no questions asked. Um, and then it's going to guide that person down the most appropriate path through conversation to get them, you know, to the fastest possible outcome, which really is about sales productivity. So you asked about like, how does the sales team here is like, it's sales productivity. It's, it's also larger deal sizes. It's focusing on the most important deals and it's making your, your SDR team, your BDR team, be a strategic SDR BDR team versus a transactional BDR team which is about just more about booking meetings versus qualification. Like your SDR team actually becomes further along in the sales process. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So 
this has been awesome. First of all, I love that you've explained the, the, the stages and I know there's a lot more and we could be talking about this for 15 more hours. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about how things have changed lately. One of the, one of the things that keeps coming with all these leaders that I'm talking to CEOs, people like you that are like creating change in, in the way we see marketing and sales and automation and, and AI. Uh, one of the things that we've seen is acceleration. Again, a very, very on topic here, but uh, COVID and, and, and the crisis is accelerating more than slowing down things. Of course, there's a lot of bad things happening and, and it's not, it's not uh, good for everybody, but we have seen over and over again that a lot of companies have seen opportunities in the crisis and that happens with every crisis, right? So what are some of the things that you have seen because of the crisis, have you seen acceleration? Have you seen more people using chatbot and live chat? Have you seen more conversations happening? T tell us more about that side of things. Yeah, I mean, everything has gone digital first. Like you could have been like, oh, it's kind of like digital second. It was like, kind of like an option. Um, it's obviously digital first. So what really has happened is like the term digital transformation that's been around for 20 years now is now just, you have to do it in a matter of months. Yeah. Um, so I, I keep going back to like a couple things, the website. So like, I would ask yourself, how much time do I or my team spend thinking about and working on my website? So yeah. both like the copy side, so like the, the conversion copy, right? right. Which is yeah, all the messaging like, and what's that? what's that? The messaging and how you're actually converting people from hundred percent, right? The experience in which someone can engage with your business, with everything we just talked about. The ways in which you position yourself, like how is, does that need to change based off of the pandemic? It might, right? Like the way in which you actually go about selling your product, you know, you might've had field sales. Now it's all like, I mean, inside sales, theoretically, um, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and then it's like, what channels were you using and what offers were you using to actually create pipelines? So like, I think everyone now is trying to figure out like, what is the, wh when should I even consider doing something in person again? Exactly. That we, we have decided personally to change a lot of those processes. Would, would I go to the doctor in the future? Yeah. Only if they need to do a procedure, why would I go to the doctor? There's telemedicine, right? So doing things in person, take a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money. Why would you do it if you can avoid it and do it digitally? Now that everybody's on it, right? I think those thing those things will stay, right? I agree, and that it goes back to the importance of using, of having digital conversations. You know, building relationships through digital means. It's why I asked you that question about chat, video, email, and voice. Yeah, those are all digital channels. I mean, other than voice you could, you could say, all right, well, two things, voices you could still obviously do through, you know, <laughs> in-person interaction, uh, but also a video, like you could go to the movie theater, but like, I, I don't know. I mean, how many people go to the movie theater <laughs> and the best way to augment a in-person conversation is through video. Like Definitely. we're doing right now. Definitely. Um, so I just think like you have to examine you have to, you have to first realign yourself against revenue. Like what is my marketing team doing today to generate pipeline and revenue? What are the top channels 
that were that are driving that and what are the top offers and you really want to like cut everything else out that you might not be doing well and you want to ask yourself how can i increase the conversion rate from someone coming to my website to then becoming a customer well everything we just talked about is how you do that right you can keep the existing things going but over time what we see is people start to replace those because they get really savvy at you could embed the conversational experience into a page now and it's going to probably have a higher you know yield than just having a form on that page um so what we're trying to do i think as marketers and as, as salespeople today is to truly match the way people buy things in their everyday lives from like a business to business standpoint that's awesome that's awesome so this is being again amazing conversation thank you Mark, for, for coming, anything else you want to promote, this is your time, whatever it is, self-promoting, whatever, go for it. All yours. I just want to say to people, like, you, you don't want to, like, settle at this time, like, never settle, you know, ever, but, like, especially now, don't settle. Don't let the status quo engulf you. Um, so what I mean by that is you really got to learn. So I, I love it how you signed up for Masterclass. Like, that's amazing. It's, it's awesome. And I have the, all the kids watching it too. And that's amazing because we're all learning about everything. You know what I mean? And, and it's learning from the best. So yeah, le learn from someone. Um, so like, you know, if I was going to promote one thing, I'll promote Drift Insider because we have hundreds and hundreds of free marketing and sales classes uh, that you can take. And it's, it's just to help you learn from some of the brightest minds in marketing and sales. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mark, it, thank you again for being here. Again, it's been a long time, but it's been it's been great. And I love everything you guys are doing. I totally recommend Drift Insider. Like I said, the certification was awesome. I know some of them are going to be revamped uh, soon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and again, thank you for being here and joining us for MarTech Masters. Okay. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening, everyone. Awesome. Take it easy. Have a good one. Stay safe. Bye bye.